0: Environment Canada, by the way, they've issued a heat warning for Windsor straight through to Toronto. So pretty much our uh, listening area, if you're listening, on 980 CAPL, 900 CHML, or 640 Toronto. we got a heat warning with temperatures approaching 30 degrees. In fact, Tuesday, tomorrow, we could hit 31 and break a record. Meanwhile, space expert Paul Delaney, he joins us now with a forecast for showers. However, Paul, I don't know how much relief a meteor shower is going to provide us from this heat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing whatsoever unless you call sitting outside at 1 o'clock in the morning cooling your heels.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see uh, just uh, how much the temperature uh, dips uh, overnight. But uh, tell us what we're expecting uh, later on this evening.
1: Well, there is a meteor shower on tap. It's called the uh, Tau Hercules. It's normally a pretty low-key meteor shower. So meteor showers are little pieces of rock, very small, generally grain-sized, maybe small pebble size, sort of plowing into the Earth's atmosphere at tens of kilometers a second, creating shooting stars. So that's what normal meteor showers are. And as I say, the Tau Hercules is normally a pretty low-key one, not very populous. However, it was formed by a comet that actually broke apart in 1995, which is pretty normal. Comets come and go uh, literally as they swing through the sun, they often become Tidally disrupted, basically they get shattered by hitting them with a huge, huge hammer. Uh, this comet's name was uh, schwassmann wackmann it, it was found all the way back in 1930. But that debris from the nucleus of the comet, we are gonna be plowing through that tonight. So instead of just the regular orbital debris, we're actually plowing through the remains of the actual nucleus. And it was a rock that was about one kilometer or so in diameter. So the thought is, and that's exactly what it is, it's a speculation that there is going to be a lot of rubble from the head, from the nucleus of the comet. And if that's the case, when we plow through that tonight at about 1 a.m. Eastern time, we could be in for not just a small meteor shower display, but literally, potentially a huge shower, maybe even a blizzard of this stuff. Flying
0: through. Okay. (laughs) I've never heard a meteor shower described as a blizzard before. That is really interesting. (laughs) And is it because we're talking about the remains of this nucleus, as you put it, Paul, that the chunks might be so big that it's got the potential to make this meteor shower really something pretty astounding?
1: Well, that's right. And and the chunks only have to be about a centimeter or size uh, or, or so in size. They don't have to be huge like baseballs or basketballs. If you've got enough of these one centimeter sized rocks pelting the Earth's atmosphere, you really could end up with dozens, hundreds per hour in and around 1 or 2 o'clock tomorrow morning. We don't know is the bottom line to it. Uh, y- you can't see this stuff it's the problem. We know the comet broke up. We know how big the comet was, but how many small pieces that are one centimeter in size, we don't know. It, it could just be one big, you know, sort of sand heap there, in which case we're not going to see a whole lot at all. But I don't want you phoning me tomorrow and say, why didn't you tell me there was going to be this big <laughs> thing? <laughs> so it's not a sure bet. But, gosh, for the sake of 1 o'clock tomorrow morning, cooling your heels outside looking for meteors, it it's, could be a once-in-a-lifetime observation.
0: All right, and talk to us a bit about the speed that this is moving in the uh, direction, because from what I've read and what I understand, the debris is moving, Paul, roughly the same direction as we are here on Earth.
1: Yes, that is correct. So as the Earth moves around the Sun, if you're looking down, say, from the North Celestial Pole, we're going around the Sun in a counterclockwise direction. And we're moving at about 30 kilometers a second. So we're whipping through space you know, pretty, pretty good speed. The debris trail that we're going through is more or less moving in the same direction. So you know, it doesn't always work out that way, but it does on this occasion. So instead of sort of plowing into a debris trail that is coming where their speed and our speed come together and you get really high entry velocities into the atmosphere that happens to the Perseid meteor shower for example in August this one the the debris in the, the cometary orbit is sort of playing catch-up with us uh, and so as a consequence we're not adding our respective speeds together um, think of it a little bit like if you're driving down the highway if the the bugs are coming straight at you and they splat the windscreen, they make a bit of a mess. But if there's a bug silly enough to be chasing you and slamming into the backside of your window, you know, it's not nearly as big a splat. The impact velocity is much lower. Well, that's the sort of situation we've got tonight. The impact velocity tonight of the stuff into our atmosphere is going to be very, very modest. But nonetheless, if you've got a centimetre-sized object that is moving into our atmosphere at any sort of speed, you have the potential for a lot of light being uh, generated as it burns up in the atmosphere, and that's what a lot of us are holding out hope for. That you know, if there is enough of this one-centimeter-sized material from the breakup, that even at the modest velocities that it's going to be hitting our atmosphere, it still could be a pretty good show.
0: Okay, and when you say enough, estimates are maybe we could see somewhere between thirty to forty uh, an hour meteors. Uh, I-
1: I've seen estimates that are into the hundreds. Uh, Wow. that, 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 that's why we're saying, you know, this could be the once-in-a-lifetime affair. Meteor storms have been shown, have, have been witnessed by uh, people around the planet for the last couple of hundred years, particularly associated with the Leonid meteor shower in November. And there was a very famous one in 1833 when, shall I say, science knowledge and astronomical knowledge wasn't quite as pervasive as it is today, and it scared the bejeebies out of, tens of millions of people because it literally looked like the world was coming to an end. It was that big a show. So I'm not expecting that tonight. But even if it's at the low end of 30, 40, 50 per hour and you're in a dark site, it will be quite the spectacle.
0: All right. By the way, are you setting your alarm or do you stay am, up?
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to go to bed because I've got to teach tomorrow morning okay. and I'll be up at one. You want to be looking straight south, about 45 degrees above the horizon. From there, up to the zenith. That's the quadrant that you want to concentrate on. They could be anywhere around the sky, but that's the main area, relatively close to the tail of the Big Dipper between there and the Bright Star Arcturus. So that's more or less dead south, 45 degrees above the horizon. Long as you're comfy in a dark location in your backyard, turn off the house lights, the chances are you will see some, and as I say, the potential for many is there.
0: Okay, sold. I'm going to set my alarm as well because my days of staying up until 1 a.m. are long behind me. Uh, Paul, (laughs) thank you as always. Much appreciated.
1: Fingers crossed. Bye.
0: All right, there's space expert Paul Delaney. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.